everyone! Welcome to another episode of Foreign Policy in 5 Minutes. I'm Ria, your host for today, and I'll be giving you a brief update and analysis on the most pressing international issues. Even before the pandemic, the significance of technology in our lives has undoubtedly increased in the last decade. Commonly referred to as the fourth industrial revolution, emerging technologies are impacting the entire scope of human development ranging from social norms and national political attitudes to economic development and international relations. On the state level, the emergence of new technologies create the pressing need for regulations, both domestic and international. Join me today as we explore the contest for global tech governance and whether a union of techno-democracies could possibly lead it. The COVID-19, digitalization, and the acceleration of the fourth industrial revolution are driving a shift in global governance. Just like in the previous industrial revolutions, those who have a lead would also become geopolitical leaders, and therefore, the technology race will determine the global economy and political arrangements in the post-pandemic future. Currently, the two competing powers for global tech governance are of course the United States and China. While the U.S. enjoyed technological advantages in the early stages, China is closely followed with its rapid developments. Arguably, China has become even more ambitious with its strategic outreach to other countries through the Digital Silk Road Initiative that was started in 2015. Through the DSR, recipient states will receive Chinese assistance in improving their telecommunication networks, AI capabilities, surveillance technology, and other high-tech areas. Leaders of many developing countries in Africa, the Middle East, Latin America, and Southeast Asia have signed DSR agreements, as they desperately need inexpensive and high-quality technology. However, some democracies have raised serious concerns about the digital Silk Road. They worry that Beijing will use it to enable recipient countries to adopt its model of technology-enabled authoritarianism. There's also the risk of espionage and coercion by the Chinese government later on. Despite the clear concerns, the response towards China among liberal democracies have been mixed. While the US and Australia took a hardline approach in banning Chinese enterprises such as Huawei, other democracies still consider Huawei because there's no cheaper alternative. This lack of cooperation between the supposedly like-minded democracies is considered as a recipe for trouble by experts. Some even called for the creation of a grouping of techno-democracies, consisting of 10 to 12 leading technological powers expected to help democracies keep in check the spread of digital autocratic norms and regain the initiative in the competition for global tech governance. While the premise of such alliance might be appealing, what might challenge the pursuit of global tech governance leadership? First, there's the challenge of coming up with a common primary motivation. If the grouping is set to combat China's geopolitical influence, members should focus on intelligence and security partnerships and create control frameworks to constrain the spread of Chinese technology. If the focus is on spreading democratic norms, they should focus on diplomatic and normative efforts to counter the authoritarian use of technology. Having more than one motivation will only hinder the group in achieving any substantive result, because not only these issues differ in scope, Policymakers in the group would also have limited time and resources to work on them. Second, 
the group's current proposed member states might not be the best lineup. The T12 scenario includes the US, France, Germany, Japan, the UK, Australia, South Korea, Canada, Finland, Sweden, India, and Israel. In short, an elite club of largely Western tech democracies. Key regions for the battle of influence with China, such as Southeast Asia, Africa, and Latin America would be underrepresented under such configuration. This would be counterintuitive to the grouping's role as a mean to counter China. The proposed member states themselves also have contrasting tech outlooks that will be difficult to reconcile. Different domestic tech policies on core issues such as privacy, government regulation, and data use would remain as a hindrance to reach consensus within themselves. Lastly, for the US to lead the grouping and consequently assume leadership on global tech governance, it still has the homework of reaching a domestic consensus on tech policy. The same applies to other member states too. The U.S. cannot become a credible leader on a democratic tech agenda without resolving its internal contradictions and having a clearer policy direction. In short, while the idea of a techno-democracy's grouping is convincing, three big challenges still lay on its path toward global tech governance leadership. The question of whether this kind of elite club of mostly Western technological powers is the key to counter the rising authoritarian digital agenda also remains up in the air. That's it for today's episode. If you like our series, don't forget to share and follow Foreign Policy Talks on your favorite streaming platform and our official Instagram account at Foreign Policy Talks. If you have any questions to be answered, feel free to drop them in our inbox and we'll try to cover them in the future. Stay curious, stay healthy, and we'll see you at our next episodes.